Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont. And with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Happy Thursday, Friday Eve. Doing very well. And uh, just enjoying the content gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> You're enjoying the madness? It's just, it's just, you know, it's like Monopoly. With like well, all these all these dollar figures get tossed about and stuff, and seeing how the pe- people are spending other people's money as far as what they should and should not cancel and what they should and should not produce. It's just yeah, it, it reaches a point where at first it was yeah, it, it's kind of like just sit back and just just grab the popcorn and just see how all this stuff just unfolds. Man, I mean, it literally every single day since. We got the news of the cancellation of Batgirl last mm-hmm. week. Right. There's been like another shoe that drops, and it's it, it's it's like a it's, it's like a soap opera. Or, you know, who needs to like produce a film when they, you know, I guess this is the thing with now that you have Discovery Networks, you know, CEO running the the Warner Brothers side because I mean Discovery Networks is well known for their unscripted television so (laughs) we're having this play out in real time (laughs) oh my god yeah so they cancel batgirl and yet they they merge and then they unveil a new 10-year plan for dceu yeah yeah which they yeah they emerge yeah they they reveal a new 10-year plan but they still have like a, a plan that has like these standalone projects like batman and joker which they confirmed something that we talked about weeks ago that lady lady gaga was going to be in joker too which we're like okay there's like you know nothing you know nothing to see here (laughs) we're just throwing this up here for you guys (laughs) you know but i don't i don't i've never really associated joker with the dceu no and and, and it wasn't Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the Batman, I honestly, as any for listeners who have been around for a while, <laughs> they know how hyped <laughs> I was for that movie. I have seen it still one time. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't I don't remember it. Like people bring up the Batman and I'm like, oh yeah, that was a big thing that happened this past March. But it's just there's something about it that I don't I don't remember it until somebody else brings it up. Mm-hmm. And um, I will say, though, that I think out of everything, that must needs to be preserved because um, there's there's some some things that they did in that movie at the end that you, we want follow through. OK, follow through. For sure. um, but I'm also like, when are we not? Can we just not have a DC plan? Can we can you just like. Honestly, at this point, if you have a DC plan, go shred it because it's yeah. not going to work out. I'm not going to believe you even when you're filming. I could have sworn I said when when everyone was freaking out about Michael Keaton being on set of The Flash, I'm like that movie isn't going to get made. <laughs> <laughs> it was made. Will we ever see it? That's another story. Yeah, yeah. Um, but one thing's for sure, we're not seeing Batgirl which that, that was a shock, but I'm also, I don't know why, I'm kind of like, okay, mm-hmm. well, well, it was only going to be released on HBO Max anyway, so, I yeah. mean, 
but it's just uh, these projects. <laughs> yeah, well, that's how you know it was like yeah, it, it, it was a shock because you know it's not every day you see a a a name IP like in the Bat family. I mean, it wasn't like it was the Wonder Twins thing, for example. Yeah, you know, where whenever you know whenever they greenlit that to begin with, I was kind of like, huh? Now we're <laughs> of all the all the characters in the DC catalog, you're gonna pull out the Wonder Twins to like make a live action show. So that one was a head scratcher. So I get that when that one was canceled when the new folks came on board. Right. Bat, Batgirl. Yeah, I, I completely. You know, I guess some of like two minds of this. On the one hand. Yes, it was a bad look. I mean, it was a, a Latin, Latina-led project. You know, obviously the optics of it were were terrible, and and also you know you had the you know the directors who Viv uh, Adil and um, I'm blanking on the other person, but you know he was at his wedding in Morocco, and they did a wonderful job with Miss Marvel. So you know you hate it for the creatives because. They put their time into this. Yes, they did get paid, but they still put a lot of time into this and all that. But on the other hand, I do get it from the business standpoint that, okay, you know, we are this this model of day and date streaming and 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 pumping a boatload of money and uh and to a feature length project that is only going to go to streaming and that probably may or may not move the needle as far as getting additional subscribers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Business sense. Okay. We'll just take the tax write off. Better, better to do that, you know, instead of throwing good money after the bad. And also to, you know, because it was designed for streaming, they're going to have to do a significant amount of investment to even bring it up to feature length. So, you know, from a business standpoint, I get what they did. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. we have to remember that part of the reason why these things are keep happening is because the movies movies are and how we consume film and tv is we're viewers so we view it all as entertainment but entertainment is a huge business and yeah. there are a lot of people with money investment into that um just as much as there are the creators and the creatives behind it all so yeah. it and and right now WB and and DC they're just not they're they're just having a lot of shaky business deals happening yeah. um and I mean and, and, it all really started the moment they cast Ezra Miller right <laughs> oh yeah yeah you're right about the business aspect because hey, that's another point too I mean they because of the AT&T when they owned still owned Warner Brothers and uh the prior CEO uh had this whole day and date streaming uh, decision, you know, with the beginning of the pandemic and, and didn't tell the creatives to the point where they, where they like lost people like Christopher Nolan, because they didn't give them a heads up that they were about to do this. And then they had to do the apology tour and the big, you know, financial payout to, to people to, to try to make nice. You know, yeah, they, they, the prior, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, we have changes in administrations and, and, and workplaces and stuff. The, the prior people did a crappy job. So a lot of time the new people have to come in, fix the problems that were made by the prior team and, and then move forward. So, but you're right. They, 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 
the whole idea of this 10 year plan just to stop it and then right. <laughs> yeah right. so it's, spread it yeah. um one moment one minute before i forget um yeah. on the note of christopher nolan i did watch the trailer for his new movie oppenheimer oh, yeah. um, and it pissed me off because the thumbnail for that trailer is in black and white mm -hmm. so i went in thinking oh this is gonna be black and white he's gonna do cool things with with visuals and it's it's nolan it's nolan um yeah. and and i'm watching and i'm like this is all freaking color yep. <laughs> me and my dad were talking about it and we're just like if, if this movie's gonna be like a a retrospective where we're gonna be introduced to him when he's older looking mm -hmm. back at his life and telling the story of his life through that narration, and that's Michael Caine, and then you have um, Cillian Murphy play young Oppenheimer. Like the the flashback should be in black and white, and yeah. the present should be in color. But it's just it just that irritated me. I will end up seeing the movie. Oh yeah, me too. Because it's it's Nolan, and I'm always curious. I'm just, I mean. It, it's Nolan. Um, yeah. And moving on from that and back to the DC rodeo. Yeah. Um, so you, you put on here, some um, DC films are going, are undergoing a reset. Many announced projects, including Static Shock, the Green Lantern Corps, Supergirl, JJ Abrams, Black Superman <laughs> project um, with top, Tanashi Coates yeah. is still under development, but yet at a slower pace. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. That, that's just it. I mean, and, and something that you said uh, about uh, not trusting anything from from the studios at this point, as far as announcements and 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 whatnot. Yeah, the, these things are still in progress, and uh, even though you know the parents. You know, it's, it's 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 the way the story this thing has evolved. It's like a game of telephone, right? Uh, you, you know, depending on one one person you listen to, these things are canceled. The other person you listen to, they're still on. So um, that's why I well, only listen to you, Will, when you tell yeah. me things, and then I still question it and be oh, like, I know you. "Well, you're yeah. full of crap." <laughs> <laughs> I know you. I know you think I'm full of crap. But I'm just. I'm just. I try to. I, I try to I try to do my due diligence to like find the right stuff. So I want our listeners to be informed and 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 you know not get to the 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 you know poor, be like poor Rosario Dawson who's like right. at a con last week. Oh, I heard this about fan news that uh, you know <laughs> the Punisher's returning. <laughs> you don't want to. You know, I, to... <laughs> I I don't I I didn't hate that. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I know. I, I know you didn't. I thought about you when I heard that. <laughs> I didn't. I mean, it's just, uh, yeah, we, yeah. that's, that's, yeah. we're, we're going in there next week. She Hulk, we're going to see, we're going to see Daredevil. And then I can go on my rants about some things. Um, yeah. And looking forward to Daredevil. Back in the day, I did have a podcast that was exclusively about, daredevil um i think you can still find it i forget where though but that's a story for another day um yeah so but, yeah there's just a lot of unrest in um yeah, I mean, right now yeah there is i mean like i was reading even even like with this reset and news is popping out there i mean there's 
Um, you know, things that the thing I was whenever this news first broke, it was like, well, what about Blue Beetle? Looks like Blue Beetle's definitely a go, still a go. Uh, I think they've you know clear they finished filming, it's in post production. Uh, as far as things on HBO Max, as far as streaming, did see a thing this earlier this evening that uh, even though it has nothing has been decided, uh, looks like Doom Patrol and Titans may or may not continue so you know that's something that you'll you know obviously those both other titans i think is dropping i want to say in late september or october and i think doom patrol later this year after titans finishes so or maybe the first part of next so you know we'll see what happens i'm sure they'll see what how they how, i know that both of those shows have streamed well and in the past you know at least under prior administrations they got early renewals, so we'll see what happens happens there. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just like a lot of crazy things going on, and we hadn't even gotten into Ezra Miller yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we can get on that topic right now. Um, yeah. So the latest Miller update is he was charged with felony for a burglary in Vermont, um, but still managed to do reshoots on The Flash this summer. And Warner is now considering three different options on what to do with the film, according to The Hollywood Reporter. Um, one of those options is just to, like, burn it, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> the third option. Just burn it. This, this swallow $200 million. <laughs> I, you know, I just feel bad for, like, the actress who was going to play Supergirl mm-hmm. um, and, and a, a lot of the, like, even Keaton, but, I mean... Keaton, you, you've got enough. Yeah, <laughs> you've yeah. done a lot. You've done, good, but um, just just those other up and comers who this was quote unquote their big break, and yeah. then to have the the lead star have all of these scandals, and now you don't even know if your big break is going to actually happen. Right. That's that's heartbreaking. There's yeah. a or, well, no, there's a lot of victims in this whole there's thing. There's a lot. Cast, crew, yeah. And and uh, I guess the other two options, the first option that uh, was reported was that uh, one, uh, his mom has been keep basically babysitting her 29-year-old uh, son, who, and uh, he's supposed to be seeking professional help uh, after returning home to their farm, in Vermont. Uh, so if, if you know, and, and then if, if, hopefully if he does get that help, he'll do the, you know, the Will Smith video that explains why he did what he did. And then, you know, and then people will either accept that or, or, or not. And, you know, we can't control that. But uh, and the movie will then open. The uh, second scenario is if he doesn't reach out for help, then Warner could still release the film. But. Don't expect him to um, be a part of any kind of marketing or publicity. And actually, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't realize this, but I guess there was a movie I was just that apparently just released this week with him in it. I can't remember the title of it right now, but that's that's the route they went, where he is just like where they are not um, Ezra is not in any of the publicity or whatever, but he plays a young version of oh the Salvador Dali film. Um, he, yeah, so they play a, a young version of Dolly and they just did, and the 
studio that released that film just just doesn't have him mentioned mentioned at all that he's playing this character. So hmm. yeah. So here here's the question though: if yeah. they do release it, whether he gets help, whether he doesn't get help, um, do you go and see it? Oh well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and like say I'm not. I'm just yeah. gonna be honest. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, heck. I would probably end up going to see it too. I mean, if I were going <laughs> to like, yeah. if Bill didn't, I would probably skip it. But yeah, I mean, look at all the stuff Robert Downey Jr. did when he was young back in the nineties, and he's like, he's led a franchise for like over a decade. So I mean, people, yes, people, you know, I guess this is where you have to separate I, art I from think- the artist. Right. And and I and I it's a it's a fair point. Yeah. I just for me personally, whether he gets help or not, I think it's complete bullshit because for someone to go from one extreme to the other, mm-hmm. I mean it that didn't happen for Robert Downing Jr. overnight. That was years. And yeah. there was a certain person, not a therapist, who he encountered who really like changed that whole perspective for him. And yeah. And I know he did some screwed up stuff, but Ezra Miller has taken it to a whole new level. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah. But other rehab, other rehabilitation projects. I think about uh, Rob Lowe. Um, he did some stuff yeah. when he was young, and and has was able to rebound from that and have a very successful career. So I mean, it's oh, I don't, I'm not yeah. saying it's impossible for him not yeah. to have like a successful career. I'm just saying that's a quick turnaround. Yeah, true. Um, yeah. To go yeah. from like America's Most Wanted. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> to yeah. suddenly, hey, come see my film. I've completely changed. Yeah, yeah. I guess a lot. Hap- I guess a lot will happen. I mean, obviously the burglary charges because he just stole some liquor, some alcohol from a, a neighbor's house. I, I think a lot will. I guess it depends on like the assault charges that I think are still pending in Hawaii. You know, I guess it depends on how some of those things. Right. Like, sort of shake out and then i know there's apparently it was i guess the child protective services is looking uh into a situation with ezra and uh a mother and and her children in in vermont about whether or not there was some grooming or some other things going on so i mean there's a lot that a lot could could happen here over the next little way and determine whether or not they you know they go to option three so (laughs) Which is like killing the film. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking about things ending, um, it was announced that, at no surprise to me, The Flash is finally coming to an end. Yeah. Yeah. It it was time. Yeah. It was time. It was time four seasons ago. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) For sure. It was time three seasons ago. Whatever season had that zombie episode that, like, I. I barely remember, but I do distinctly remember it was the first time Will was like, I didn't really finish that. <laughs> yeah, that was season seven. I Yeah, I checked out season seven. I did. I Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, it was, and even some, uh, so season five, I was, I was really getting kind of iffy about it, but the whole cicada stuff, if you were, yeah, because even then we were both kind of like, okay. You know, we, I think we, you know, we started, I think when we started potting about the flash, it was season three. 
and we yeah and you know we, we i mean we would spend a whole hour of our show just talking about the flash because it was still you know at that level it was um, decent yeah it was yeah and then yeah and then over time obviously as i got you know branched it out to other things and stuff we started talking about other things but um but yeah it's just i i appreciate what they have have done you know i saw grant's video which you know it was like Danielle was the day it like got announced. She was like, you know, out there on Insta, like thanking the fans and stuff. But I guess it took Grant a few days just to like, you know, come up. Maybe he just had to have the right tone, you know. Maybe he was just like, I need to say something, but everything he maybe he tried to record earlier just didn't come out right. So maybe he was finally got to something that he was felt comfortable sharing as far as thanking the fans and talking about how bittersweet things the ending is. But uh, but yeah, he's done. He just got his, he got his big payday, and yeah, he's looking. He's ready to do other stuff. So people, back off the man. Don't say Grant played the Flash in the movies. Let him do something different. Let him go play a doctor oh. or somewhere. Yeah, he's he's not going to do that. He yeah. he's he's done it for all of his twenties. So yeah, yeah. Uh, um. So quick thoughts on I am Groot. I actually did. Like, I got off of work a little bit late today, and I did remember I still have to watch I Am Group. I'd already listened to a few people talk about it. Um, they were so freaking short. I know they were shorts, but they yeah. were so... I think the credits for each of those were longer than the show longer. itself. <laughs> they were. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was so surprising. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, like I said... I actually listened to Kind of Funny talk about all of these. So I already had an idea about what was going on. So I didn't really pay a lot of attention to it. It was yeah. cute. I'm looking forward to the Christmas special. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I think, you know, speaking of the Kind of Funny, one of them, and I, I agree with, uh, I can't remember who said it on the, on their on their show, but uh, they had noted that uh, it would have been, it would have almost been better if they had, like, put these shorts cause it, it, uh, as part of the Thor release or right. Yep. Yeah. Cause I, you know, cause I'm, I'm, I've seen that even like with Pixar and some other films, I mean, they'll sometimes do those little shorts before, uh, you know, before the, the, the main Pixar, with the every movie, they did a short. Oh yeah. And yeah. Was, I guess so. Yeah, it was, it was like the Pixar short. It was their signature yeah. move. Like the yeah, yeah. MCU post credit scene. That's now mm-hmm. a mid credit scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But you know, but getting back to I am Groot, I I really enjoyed it. I I think my favorite one was the one with Rocket. Uh, I did. I I was wondering if they would have any cameos from other characters from the from the Guardians, and and uh, Rocket did show up, and uh, yeah, it was it was you know what was it? How can you have a disaster with both water and fire in the same building or something like in with the uh ship being when crew was trying to make art but yeah the uh there are short i mean you can bl- i got through the, yeah i mean 20 minutes i saw you just set aside 20 minutes and you can watch all five and um and they're cute good little good little thing to hold you over until she hulk starts next week and then like you said uh the uh, holiday special coming later this year yep also coming later this year is andor and we got a um full-length trailer for it and all i can help 
It's a good trailer. But yeah. here's the thing. All of these trailers for these Star Wars shows have been good. They've been good trailers. I always think about Rogue One pretty much any time I see a trailer for a Star Wars show because they're always they they visually they look good. Mm -hmm. Story-wise, they put me to sleep. <laughs> this one I I'm I wasn't sure about this before, mm -hmm. but I think this one is going to really move the needle because I, with Obi-Wan, I think it, you know, it had the expectations. I, I enjoyed Obi-Wan. Bubba Fett, it was definitely, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, I enjoyed Obi-Wan for what it was. It, it filled in the sort of history of, you know, the, that filling that missing gap. And or I just, I think having Tony Gilroy, who, I had forgotten this, but he, uh, I remember, but, um, he, he did the Bourne series mm -hmm. and, uh, and I, and I think having that, that inspiration as far as the creative and seeing that this really does look like a, you know, that spy thriller and, um, really getting into the, 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 you know, we're deep, we're, we're, we're well into the empire now as far as the height of their debauchery. You know, I love that scene in the trailer where, you know, Andor's narrating and he talks about the fat, uh, you know, and, and lazy empire. And, you know, they cut to the scene of the, the you know, this imperial troops in the, you know, party right. and stuff. And, you know, that, the Senate, uh, the, you know, seeing Saul Guerrero again, who, you know, obviously Saul was, in in row one but you know having watched rebels and and seeing his character develop and in, in some very key episodes and, and rebels and also given that this show was set during that in a very will be will end up in the same time period as rebels and the potential growth of the rebellion i i'm really excited for this particular uh entry in the star wars universe and and it has the proper amount of episodes with 12 <laughs> instead of trying to squeeze everything into, you know, six hours um, with six. And, um, and, and, and it just beautifully shot. I mean, because that's the other thing, too. They didn't use the vault. They actually tried to use as much practical effects and sets and real uh, sound stages instead of shooting everything up on a green screen. So uh, and I think it came across that way uh in the trailer yeah like i said it it's a visually it is it is good it looks good um i just wish this would have come out three years ago four years ago right a little bit closer to the hype that andor had coming out of rogue one mm. um and it also i don't know it's also a little weird because there's been so much time in between Rogue One and now that Diego Luna has has aged a bit. Or yeah. no, that, is that Diego Luna? Am I thinking about yeah, the right yeah. person? Okay. You're right. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're right. Um, he's aged a bit, and yet this is technically the younger version of him. Yeah. Because we all know what happens, or those who have seen Rogue One knows what happens to his character, what the fate of Andor is. So it's 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 just like there's something about it for me and we always talk about this stakes 
mm-hmm. going into this, it's like, okay, well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't toy with his life too much because we know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if they can set up other characters. Um, I heard some good theories about how they're going to not repeat the fifth or sixth trope that this um, st- these Star Wars series have repeated, which is like you have a Jedi or a a person caring for a little person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And I think also, too, given that they will... I think they're really. I think they're smart, not just focusing on Andor, but also with Mon Mothma and the in her dealings with the Senate. And mm-hmm. so, I think they'll have multiple arcs that um, will have that good entry. Even though we know, for folks who have watched Rogue One, knows Andor's fate, but at the same time. Um, yeah, I mean, I think there'll be enough standalone stories and 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 really build out this world of of, of Star Wars even more in this intermediate this period. I guess it's about five. It's, I guess about five years before Rogue One. So, uh, and then and and over the course of the two seasons, they will build. They'll the plan is to 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 fill in the gaps to the, to the place where we get in Rogue One. So, you know, again, it's it's a fun it's a fascinating period in in, in star wars universe and and i'm like i said i'm looking forward to it i know they dropped they moved the start date back to september 21st and we'll be dropping the first three episodes then yeah thank god they did that yeah beginning of august was like so (laughs) booked i'm like (laughs) yeah it was crazy i mean i was uh, whatever uh was just in our show schedule i was like got a little (laughs) taking the pressure off (laughs) yeah yeah especially you're gonna do three episodes in one drop like that Mm -hmm. um so you watched something else that i haven't watched i know i should watch it and everything but here's the thing here's the truth i have actually never watched a predator movie (laughs) Okay. The closest, huh. the closest I've ever come to is surprisingly Alien V Predator, which for oh, some reason oh. I saw in theaters with my mom and my little brother. Do not ask me why or how that <laughs> happened. It just happened. And yeah. um, that have- that is like the closest I've ever, I think, I mean, there might have been a time when that movie was playing on like TNT or mm-hmm. something when I was growing up and but it just it never registered and I mean at that point I have seen bits of alien and alien freaked me the fuck out when I was a kid so there was yeah. no way I was going to watch another alien movie similar uh, to it so predator was off the table um and and I know I'm I'm grown now I should I should be mature about this but um yeah, I don't. I have a big imagination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I could, I can understand. It's your first entry into the Predator universe, Alien v Predator. Uh, yeah, I think I had bailed on it by then because about the, after Predator Two, I think I tried to watch some of the others and it just, just didn't work for me. But the but uh, <laughs> what's that? But this did. Pray did. Oh gosh, this okay. If you haven't watched Pray. Uh, I'm going to try my best to not give a spoiler 
review. I'll try to be spoiler free as much as I can. Um, so I'll, all I will for I will the the film definitely lives up to the hype. As I was looking forward to this film, I was actually I, I like I guess I DM'd you last Thursday night because we weren't recording. I'm like I'm watching I'm watching Prey tonight because I was so excited from all the YouTubers raving about it, and then I realized like oh it doesn't come out until tomorrow. <laughs> 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 but uh friday night i was like whatever I, yeah friday night fired up the uh fired up hulu which i don't love the streaming services i have that's the one i don't watch that probably watch the least and uh and then for the next hour and 40 minutes or whatever i was just like it uh it definitely lives up to the hype it um is a prequel to the uh predator in the predator franchise and it's um so basically the the central premise is the uh, predator goes back to like 1716 lands on the earth uh in the great plains of north america beautiful from the cinematography beautiful it's just i just a it was just a shot amazingly shot and uh and and we are in the uh yeah and, and he comes across the the comanche um tribe and it basically follows the story of how the um uh naru who is played by uh, amber Midthunder, who i think was in roswell and a couple other things um you know goes through her story so what was what was so good about this film is that they did a wonderful job of slow build up with naru her family the tribe to really give you um you know get you get you invested in the character so that when things when the action does kick in later in the film it's you're invested in the character you're it's a believable the, the resolution that um happens in the film it's it's believable and and she just does a wonderful job of capturing um this character as far as their growth as far as you know she's a young woman who you know all the men in the tribe are kind of like you know we don't you know you're a woman you you shouldn't be out being a warrior or whatever but she's you know she 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 leans into that and really does a good job of showing depth to this character and so that whenever things do heat up as far as the action later in the film the um it is believable what happens and 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 also just like you know it reminds me of arnold's schwarzenegger's performance in in the first predator which was a really good film actually i mean you think it's like a big dumb 80s action flick but it's actually a very good film and and just like they don't make like multiple sequels off of dumb movies they, they've yeah. never done that in hollywood oh no not at all not at all never <laughs> uh but this yeah but it was definitely yeah but the, the 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 tension is there the you know keeps you on the edge of your seat as far as when things are going when things are going down and, and, and it, with uh with naru the uh twists on the they do a lot of head fakes especially where because they inspire there's definite scenes that are inspired from the original film and you think they're just going to like repeat those beat by beat 
but then they they do twist to those original beats and 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 it's very organic to and realistic to the time as far as like what a person in that time period would have to do to defeat the predator so yeah so easter eggs are also in there and there's one that's been very prominent that ties into predator 2 and uh and also the way the film ends it, it definitely could like uh potentially set up more uh felt more spinoffs in, in in this universe you know prior to the first time we meet the predator in the in the in the 1980s so yeah i like i said lives up to the hype super enjoyed it i uh watched the english language version and then watched the comanche dub uh because uh in the comanche version um lands even stronger uh so I, I would recommend watching watching it if you can is just go to whenever you sign into hulu just you know in your options you will see the option for the comanche dub and um it's uh you know it it really really is a good film one of the better ones i've seen and i, I hope it gets a limited theatrical release uh because it it you know it definitely was the i think the highest rated program in, in hulu's on the, on the platform both tv or or film ever released on that platform so um both here in the u.s and 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 internationally as well cool well yeah yeah, i uh it should um usually when when a show is that prominent on the platform it's released it does get some accolades so hopefully that will happen um now i may not have watched prey like will wanted me to but i did watch Sandman. And um, (laughs) so I texted Will after starting Sandman. So first of all, I completely forgot about it. And and then I think it was Friday or Saturday, Will sent me a DM and said, Hey, I'm watching Sandman. It's 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 picking up, it's picking up. And and I'm like thinking to myself, I haven't even started. Crap. That's like how I spent my Sunday was watching um majority of it and then i saved the last three episodes to watch as we lead up to recording tonight um and um honestly there were there was parts especially very early on that i was like damn it well why didn't you tell me sarah don't watch it it's stupid we we can just skip it (laughs) like i wanted an out um it's a very hard show to get into um i i really the first episode it's like will often complains about wandavision's first episode i've never complained about that episode (laughs) (laughs) um but this is like my version of that episode like that episode was so fucking boring um Mm. that was the second one and arguably the third one and it's not that this show gets less boring because the main character is really boring. Um, it's that the the universe gets gets bigger and a little bit more interesting and complex. And I like how the first half of this season is a complete story mm-hmm. that you expected to go on for the full season, but really they wrapped that up he got out 
he found what he was looking for. And then we go into part two, which is connected to part one. You just don't realize it until the end. So from a narrate, from a story structure, I really liked a lot of the, uh, the writing that occurred from a, I'm rooting for this lead character perspective. Dear Lord, no. <laughs> he is so boring. <laughs> I cannot. Well, let's... Like, he's just so boring. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was funny. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I know whenever we were, uh, when we were DMing back and forth over the weekend about it, because I, I did, I, I, I was instant. So, first off, I did not read the, the, source material i never read the sandman it was like 75 issues over 3,000 pages i think it was uh, uh you know it's written by neil gaiman and uh you know he's been very um particular about bringing this this story to live action because i think uh many people have tried even like eric kripke even from uh our, our friend from supernatural and the boys was was at one point tried to adapt this uh i think jo- joseph gordon levitt also wanted to um try to, to yeah try to adapt it as well but no one ever could could get it quite right but then david gorier who's written a lot of our favorite dc movies and shows like krypton and you know and others um and alan heimberg i believe were the ones who finally got it where gaming was like okay i feel comfortable with you guys doing this so so there is that piece, um, and this—I guess the, these first two, uh, this first—I guess two chapters, I guess, uh, of the of this first season, were like were adapt- adaptations of the first two stories of of the comics, and uh, so, you know, so I, not having any familiarity with the source material beyond like, okay, I knew who the Sandman was and, and dream. And, and, and that was about it from what I read in the descriptions. I wanted this completely cold and I fell in love with it immediately. I, I really did. I, and I knew I, I was like, I, yeah, I told you, I was like, I'm really liking this. And I got where it, yeah. And I, and I agree with you that dream is it going to light the screen on fire with charisma. No, it's not. I mean, that, but that's not, I think, because I was at first, I was like, hmm. But when it first started opening up and with the opening scene and, you know, and, and you, know, you have the uh, first companion, Raven, not, not, not Pat Newell's, not Matthew, but uh, the other Raven, mm-hmm. uh, was, um, flying through the dreaming and, and, and meeting up with the, the guy who ended up going to Burgess's house uh to um and and i was like okay yeah this is very intriguing it's a different start different vibe from what we're used to as far as just like hitting you over the head action and that kind of thing so it was a very it was a slow burn to start i mean i'm i'm not gonna sit here and say it that it wasn't but the story that they were telling i i just really it really just captured me because i was curious about how how dream was going to get out of this this imprisonment and we and we you know we learned that you know he was basically like held in there for like almost a century you know based off of um uh, you know later episodes whenever he was you know when we got his 
once in a century meeting with Hob and the whole sleeping sickness, um, you know, and how real world events because people could not dream uh, were were impacted by by his capture. So, you know, it, 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 I love the way they interwoven like the, the because mankind can no longer dream properly, how you know bad things happen in, in, in history. And so it was very like for me it, that, that was just a very intriguing concept. You know, not having read the source material, so coming into a cold now, see why people were like raving about this comic. Um, and then, like you said, I mean, really, the episodes five and six were probably the high points for me mm-hmm. with the, the with the 24 hour diner. And then uh, when we do meet death um, and and Hob uh, Gilding, because uh, I think that those were probably the most like, I guess, active. Well, the, the well, episode six was probably the most active that we saw of dream, but also seen evolution of dream, given that what had just happened to him. Uh, being captured and not trusting mankind, but then, right. but then his his endless sibling uh, of death, who Burgess was trying to capture to begin with, because he was trying to bring back his son who was killed in in uh, the Gallipoli campaign uh, from I believe the First World War. Um, the um, yeah, I mean that you know that to see that evolution. And, and 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 how death was very very like soothing and, and you know and and how they brought people to the afterlife and and it was just it was just so metaphysical and so cool i just i don't know it was just after all the things we like been watching it was like a, it was for me it was like a refreshing change of pace well that's nice yeah yeah <laughs> i it's <laughs> Like I said, um, I'm glad I stuck with it. Yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not mad at it. I don't feel like I wasted too much time just because as things came together, it got it got the the story, the the universe got more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um I guess maybe a good way to put it is um how I explained my thoughts on the Eternals, where I'm like, you know what? This movie, the story, stupid. But for some reason, I really like the characters. Like, I really like all of the characters we met. I just wish they were in a different movie. Mm. I feel the opposite about Sandman. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like, and, and you're right, the Ravens, the Matthew and the other Raven, Anytime there was a raven, interesting, humorous, I like it. Yeah. Um, there, Which is funny because a lot of people didn't. Some people complain about Pat Oswald as the as Matthew, but I didn't find him grating at all. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no. Yeah. I just kept thinking, who the heck is that voice? I've heard that yeah. voice. Yeah. Um, but but I just for whatever reason, none of the characters overall, um, Rose kind of. Corinthian was a little interesting, but he's so stereotypical in in another way. Um, But I did like this idea that he went to this convention for serial killers. And like, like, like that whole concept, like this is what I'm saying. The writing, really smart, really Mm -hmm. interesting and really freaking dark. Yeah. Like the 24 hour diner episode. Real ridiculously dark. 
However, I just, I need, I need that care. I need that, um, a character, at least one. It doesn't have to be the main character. I just need someone where I'm like, I just want to watch you. Like, I need a Homelander. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, Gwendolyn like, Christie didn't do it for you as Lucifer? It would be the show and it would make sense. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm, yeah, so, well, see, I, I would think that the showdown between Lucifer and Morpheus would, was, to me, that was another, like, highlight of, of the season. Oh, because, I hated that. I'm oh, sorry. I loved I'm it. Sorry. Here's my thing. Here's my thing yeah. about that is um, it, it happened to me, and I feel as though I've said this before in shows past, where when I can predict a line of dialogue, mm. I'm out of it. <laughs> 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 I should not be smarter than the writer. And so... When they first started doing it, I was like, I'm hope. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and that's the word. I'm like, really? Really? Mm. Oh, mm. that's so stupid. Well, um, see, yeah, see, I like that because instead of like, you know, the over, I mean, over relying on like, you know, the usual fisticuffs, uh, you know, da, 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 they, it was a battle of wits. I mean, and I get, I, I get your point. Yes. The, the dialogue parts of it were after a while predictable, but it, however, yeah. like, like, yeah, you're right. It was a good refreshing change of pace then. Oh, I'm going to punch, punch, bang, bang, all this yeah. stuff. But if you're going to call it, well, it's interesting because it was Battle of Wits. I'm like, okay, well, compare it to Loki season finale. That was a Battle of Wits. That was not yeah. like a third act of a Marvel movie that we've ever watched before. That was True. definitely a conversation between yeah. three people with a lot of different motives. Yeah. This was m- mainly just like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's a, but I, that's that's a fair point. Version. Good comparison. Yeah. <laughs> Good comparison. That's actually no. I mean, I think that's a, that's a very good comparison. I, I think uh, you're right. I mean, I think the the Loki finale definitely was a battle of wits, and um, you know, it was was a good change of pace too. And I think that's why I think you know, as as I get more distance from it, that's definitely one of my favorite Marvel projects because mm-hmm. because of that. You know, it, right. it, it it turned expectations upside down from what we're used to seeing. And I think that's the thing about the Sandman too. Is it? it I, I guess I, you know I, I was I was starting to I was finding myself binging it because it, I it, I haven't as a viewer I just haven't felt myself. I mean I'm not saying it was a perfect show because it, it wasn't. I mean it definitely had some. It had its moments that were kind of like okay, mm, I mean you know it kind of drifted out a little bit. But overall, I just felt like I was. I, this was a show that I felt challenged in, in her, in, as a viewer, as far as intellectually like drawn in to to keep you know, that that kept my attention and that. Whereas like with the Groot stuff, I was just like, okay, I'm gonna start checking my phone or some other shows. I'll be like, oh, I'll start scrolling on Twitter because it's just not keeping my keeping my keeping my attention. But Sam and I felt like because of what was going on, it 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 required it required of me my attention. Um, in a good way because I wanted to see, especially like I said, with the episodes with John D, with the fifth episode with the, in the diner, and you know, Warren Jill was like, "This is it's a dark one," and but at the same time, uh, seeing how he was going to use Morpheus's ruby and and how they, I guess they 
adapted it a little differently from how it played out in the in the comic but um it it it, 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 d was that creepy dark character who was like playing with all these things in, in the diner and you knew it was going to end up in a bad result with these people, but yeah, I just it was like a train. It was like one a train wreck that you just can't turn away from. Um, yeah, I mean, that it, it was dark. Um, and and we've watched some dark stuff. I mean, we watched yeah. Patrol, but maybe it was also because I wasn't attached to any of those characters in the diner. Hmm. Where where I was just watching it like okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow that took a turn <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay yeah, and yeah. and then and then at the end like Morpheus comes in and they spend all of their budget on that one shot of D being in the palm of his hand amazing shot but yeah. I could see where a lot of the CGI went money for CGI went um yeah. Yeah. but I I guess because like I didn't like these were these characters were meant to show how that Ruby can be used for bad. And, um, and they showed it, but there was nothing, I wasn't invested in it because, or I didn't really care what was going on because I've known these characters for half a scene, maybe. So, so it just, I don't know. There was something about it where I, I was, I was very removed from watching a lot of the show where I wasn't attached to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's on purpose because it is a dream. Like we're yeah. talking about this, these, this dimension and um, these, and they're not necessarily gods, these deities. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and just that collision with humanity, and I don't know. I'm I'm glad that it was the break you needed from the rut. I'm still trying to find my show. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like 2022 hasn't been doing me very good. Hasn't been giving me a lot. Um, But um, I do hope that people don't sleep on it. I've been waiting to say that all freaking night. Because I do think that it deserves a second season. Yeah. And just like from what I understand the books are, I think it can be like that cult show that people find on Netflix and then love. And and it's the, it could turn into the little engine that could. So. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, yeah. I mean, I think it, it def- I agree with you that it is a very cult show. I, I think if, you know, if it was a show that, Clearly, fan, fans of the source material are, yeah, are, you know, I think overall I've seen glowing things from fans of the source material. You know, I haven't seen many complaints about it. Uh, for for folks like us who um, who weren't, who didn't read the comic, I, I think it could be, yeah. I mean, I think I think we we are probably a, a representation of it tonight, where some people really got into it and some people didn't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which and I'm right in the middle. I mean, yeah. y'all know me. When when Will is the eternal optimist, that just brings out my pessimism. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a magnet, where I'm like, oh well, that's, I know what role I'm playing tonight. 
<laughs> I shouldn't see. I, I should know better. I should know better than t- t- messaging you and say, "Hey, this is pretty good." <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I, yeah. It does, it's it's good for me to know because, like, if you hadn't said anything, I would have honestly forgotten about it completely. <laughs> <laughs> I would have just not. <laughs> I was so after taking a week off of recording, yeah. I was so not in that mindset and maybe that's also why i went into it kind of begrudgingly is because Mm -hmm. we had a week off and so i was able to like not be tied to watch anything i didn't have required reading and um then i did and i'm like damn it (laughs) (laughs) well yeah i I blame it i love it i love it listeners i love you thank you for i don't know why you're still listening to us but thank you um, and I do, quote unquote, love the shows we talk about. Um, I just also really like making fun of the shows we talk about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and there's some that definitely deserve to be made fun of. <laughs> we, right. we we surely do that. But, uh, yeah, I, like I said, I think uh, I, I agree with you. It definitely deserves a second season. And because, uh, you know, there, I mean, we didn't talk much about Rose and, and all, but but with the back half of it with, you know, the dreaming court system. Yeah. Well, we want people to actually watch the show and not just listen yeah. to us talk about it. Yeah, that there's that too. We don't want to spoil everything. So yeah, if you haven't watched it, give it I would definitely recommend watching it. If you're a fan of the source material, like I said, people who who have who have read the comic seems to, to have loved it. And then uh you have that you have a very glowing review for me and a very um I guess middle of the road from Sarah. But uh lukewarm. Lukewarm on it. Lukewarm, yeah. Get a new main character. <laughs> Get a new <laughs> Yeah, but we'd love to hear your thoughts about it as well. Definitely. And on that note, Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Will M. Polk, W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. And you can find me at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Scene and Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and visit our website, www.seenandnerdpodcast.com. But most importantly, rate, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Good, Good Pods, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night. Good night. Good, night. Good luck. You're welcome. <laughs>